This is a HeadGum Podcast. If I Let that last note hang. Matt, yeah, dude, let it ring. Matt Bogdanow is the guy who wrote it. Billy Skifuri is the guy who's in our in our studio. Bogdanow just wailed. Yeah. yeah I did. <laughs> you think he did that in a studio? We I should think have Bogdanow on the podcast. You haven't yet? Get out of here, Billy. <laughs> just Make call me just call me Billy Bogdanow for the rest of the episode. <laughs> cool. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Scafuri? Yep. Hard you. Yuri. Scafuri. Yep. Scafuri. Let's all say it together. Scafuri. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> scaffolding. That's right. <laughs> William Scaffoldi. You do come from a scaffolding empire. Is that correct? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And whatever empire you come from, you are named for. Yeah. Yes, for example, my empire was the Blumenfeld, the orange German, the flower field. Wow. Very interesting. That sounds like a cocaine empire. Yes, it was a cocaine empire. (laughs) I was going to say I'm also a butterfly. Why? Yeah. (laughs) Why would you say that? (laughs) (laughs) Not why are you that? Why would you say that right now? Uh, Billy, you're a comedian. Yes. You're also the host of the Fantasy Football Podcast on our HeadGum Network. Two for two on here. Uh, What else have you done? How else would our fans know you? Um, or not know you. Um, I imagine that many of them don't know me. Um, it's a big world out there. But for those who do, it's probably through Harvard Sailing Team, my sketch comedy team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. We've kinda. been together for like 11 years. Um, and we've kind of performed at colleges and stuff and online and all that nonsense. One of the rare internet teams that predates Jake and me. Really? Yeah, I think so. How old are you guys? I am 41. Okay, and you? <laughs> Nine. Okay, great. This is going to be a complicated question to figure out, but um, Harvard Sailing Team just turned 11. That's definitely old for a comedy team. Everyone breaks up after five years. Mm-hmm. Um, about five years ago, we did a sketch in New York um, where we were an audience. We played an audience at a Melissa Etheridge concert who didn't know the words to her songs, mm-hmm. but they were still kind of into it. Mm-hmm. To celebrate Harvard Sailing Team's 11th anniversary, we're going to a Melissa Etheridge concert at Morongo this Saturday. Wow. Wait, wait. So Whoa. You guys all still hang out together. Oh, we're we're still okay. best friends, yeah. yeah. Casino Morongo? Never been there before, but we're going to see Etheridge. We're buying the t-shirt. <laughs> Nine Etheridge t-shirts clumped Where together. Where is Casino Morongo? It's like near Palm Springs, right? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you always I think drive it's two hours past Morongo. To, to get to Vegas. Yeah. But we're going to go to this kind of second-rate motel to see first-rate Melissa Etheridge. We won't know her words. Just <laughs> like the sketch we did. The only one <laughs> oh, and also, come to, to my window. window. That real, like, bass voice, yeah. Melissa yeah. Etheridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that lower octave. Oh, that's great. But then it's great, great songs. But, but yeah, that's about But it. a concert's like 25 right. songs. Right. It's like going to, uh, <laughs> I think it, a couple years ago, I went to a lit concert. And that's nice. like fucking dope. Like, My Own Worst Enemy. Yeah. Totally. Um, uh, the other one that they have. <laughs> My own you worst make enemy. me come. You know that one? You make me complete. Yeah, you make me completely, completely miserable. miserable. Yeah. Great lyrics. But that they do only have those two songs. And Every song should do a band sharing program with other songs where they play their hits and then the hits of other like bands. Right. Lit could have covered like some forty one. Some forty one or Blink one eighty two. Yeah. Any band that has no, covers they could not at the cover end. Blink. Blink's a, <laughs> Blink's 
<laughs> there is but a one of its own. They're, yeah, that's they're not part of the band exchange. <laughs> but if like Melissa Etheridge started singing like She's "Till the exchange. Sun Came Up Over," I was going to say Cheryl Crow too. Yeah, perfect. Sure. Same thing. Yep, get a McLaughlin in there. <laughs> Absolutely, Lisa Loeb. Yeah, sure. Anyone who was in Little Fair. You know, my one of my I guess not really embarrassing, but I guess it was at the time. My favorite song when I was like a 12-year-old Jewish boy. Four, imagine me, four foot two, mushroom haircut, big glasses, yep. bad teeth, skin fine for now. <laughs> Loving the shit out of uh, Sophie B. Hawkins' As I Lay Me Down to Sleep. No, As I Lay Me Down. Yeah. You would I, like that song. Too. I mean, you probably still like that I song. I still love it. Your music yeah, taste you has not changed. Be, because <laughs> your music away. taste has not changed. Ah. It's just, that yeah. is you. But why? It, what do I love? And not only did I love that song, I bought the CD, which was just that song. That oh, a, you bought the single. What about yeah, that? You I bought a single adjacent CD. To that? I, I grew up the same <laughs> adolescent as you. And mine was, I think his name was Edward Hawkins or something. But yeah. his song was... And I'll, I'll be, be your shining horror. It's somebody, I'll Edward Sharp? Edward Sharp, yeah. No, is, is, that it? A, is that who it is? No, I don't know. No, no Edwin Sharp. Edwin. I'll be your. I'll be the, the time love, of your life. You love suicide. I was, and I'll be that was my. Rogan. My uh, me and my high school girlfriends like that was our song, and sure. every time that song came on, we just like hold hands in the car, you know, we loved it. There's Edwin time, McCain, Edwin McCain, McCain. <laughs> we John McCain's nephew. We, we were <laughs> we were in the car, and that song came on. We were like we'd been fighting, and that song came on, and I just like slammed the radio off, and I was like, "That's the coolest thing anyone's ever done." <gasps> our song is over. Yeah. Everybody, if you're 18 and under, you have a song with a girl, and of then course. you no longer have songs, right? No, I have songs with everybody. Really? You still have a song? Yeah. You still have songs? Uh, I do not have songs anymore. Yeah, I don't no. have songs. Anymore. I was a much more fragile person, uh, sub 18, mm-hmm. where like a song would just like shoot off so many emotional fireworks. And it was just like, you know who the one person who did that to me? Adele, like three years ago. Yeah. She was just like, I was in a perfectly healthy relationship. I'm still in that same relationship. <laughs> but hearing those songs, I was questioning everything. <laughs> everything. Have I'm- you heard her new song? Yeah. It's really intense. She's She just really, she puts you in a place that you don't need to be in a relationship. She makes you question things that aren't there. She's probably responsible for more breakups than, I don't know, But she's Iwo also Jima? responsible for like getting... <laughs> I wonder if there's stats out there for that. Adele versus Iwo Jima. There's got to be some sort of Tumblr. <laughs> Adele versus Iwo Jima. Tumblr. Buy the domain Someone, now. Yeah, I don't care if this episode is sponsored by Squarespace or not. That, that domain's available. Adele versus Iwo Jima. Use our coupon code. Um, Get creative. Mm-mm. So, Billy, I don't know if you know, but this is an advice podcast. Yes. Jake and I actually have the world's only advice podcast hosted by each other. The first and only. Yeah, mm-hmm. the first and only Jake and Amir advice show podcast. There are no other Jake and Amir podcasts out there? None. No. Okay. Especially not advice podcasts. That's right. right. Very specific. Yeah. Two guys named Joy Jake and Amir. Amir from the football, yeah. <laughs> uh, from the NFL, have a podcast, but it's not advice. Well, God. we started the Fantasy Football Podcast, and I'll keep this brief. I didn't know what the goal was. The goal now <laughs> is to unite Jake and Amir, you two, with Joyke and Amir, the running yeah. backs for the Detroit Lions. Oh, yeah. I mean, people on our... Wait, did we ever talk about it on our podcast? No, we people haven't. Know. The, the two running backs for the Detroit Lions' names are Joyke Bell and Amir Abdullah. Correct. Their names are Joyke and Amir. I don't know what the four of you would do <laughs> when you're in the same room, but that's a picture we need to take. Yeah. That's just the world's colliding. It's perfectly. us versus them. Yes. And there's like a weird chance that we're 
in a weird way, like ha- more like uh, internet famous than like Joyke Bell and Amir Abdullah. Definitely more Twitter followers, one hundred percent. Because they're not they're they're professional athletes, and despite them, they're being more so, important. But than they're we not are, very. But we have more online presence. Yeah, for sure. correct. Yeah. Correct. But if the apocalypse hit, I'd rather be with Joyke and Amir than Jake and Amir. <laughs> yeah, for what that's worth. <laughs> but if it was in tr- if you were like having to choose the best two running backs in the NFL, they might not even be in the top thirty. No, definitely. And not. neither would me and Jake. Hey, don't so, don't don't trash talk them because they might listen to this episode. Well, they I wouldn't be in the top so. thirty because they'd be in the top two. Yes, dude. Jake. I love that. They would be the top. No, that would mean that they're in just the top. Don't, dude, just dude, don't <laughs> question just it. Just don't. The logic totally works. What if you were going to be stranded on a desert island? Would you rather be with? Jake and Amir, us, or yeah. Joyke and Amir, the running backs? I'd rather be with Jake and Joyke. Really? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Joyke Bell and Jake Hurwitz. Jakeandjoyke.com. <laughs> Just a little remix of the combinations, if possible. Yeah, we probably... we, we uh, That's a good combo, actually. I think the three of us would have a good time. Yeah, we would. But uh, you guys have a podcast, and it's about advice. Yeah, yeah. So this is an advice show. We're getting real emails from real people uh, to ifiwereshow at gmail.com. Uh, we're going to read a couple of them. Try to advise them out of their sticky situations. But what we need from you, William Scaffolding, <laughs> is fake names to preserve their anonymity because we don't want to out them in the real world. Happily. Yeah. So Happily. This, this is just a guy mm-hmm. dating a girl, okay. asking him to love her. This is Pat Happily. <laughs> <laughs> and he is happily Pat <laughs> at gmail.com. Pat Happily, which is Pat Castles' nickname. <laughs> Pat Happily writes. Hey guys, I have an interesting problem. I started dating my smoke show of a girlfriend four months ago, and things have been perfect despite my being away at school. No fighting, we get along amazingly, and the sex is incredible. The problem started a week ago when I jokingly said something about masturbating before I came back to school, and she said that she wanted me to wait so that the sex would be better. Now, normally I try to rub one out a few hours before we would have had sex to try to increase durability, but I saved up anyways, and when I came home, she was right. The sex was awesome. The problem is, with the week-long buildup of semen, there was quite a lot when it came time for me to explode on her chest. Much to my surprise, she loved this, and now wants me to stop masturbating entirely to maximize the amount of cum for the next time. The problem is, I kind of masturbate a lot, like once every other day, and saving up for a week is incredibly difficult, let alone a month. Should I tough it out and make it more enjoyable for her? And if not, how do I tell her that I refuse and need to keep jerking it? On a real note, you guys are the best. Thank you so much for being that little beacon of light that helped turn the shittiest of days great. And you have helped me and so many other people out in so much more ways than you oh, know. I really needed to insert that last wow. time. Wow. That was just for us. He, yeah, didn't, he didn't even write that part. <laughs> uh, Toe love, Pat Happily. Happily Pat. So... There's a lot of things in there. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of cum. Yeah. Jake, There's a lot of cum to unpack. A lot unpack. of ejaculate. Jake and I found this question about an hour before you got here, and then we got to doing a little bit of light research. Is your nutsack like a water balloon at a sink that will just grow infinitely the less you masturbate? So, like, <laughs> what is, a there, visual. is there a max? What a perfect... <laughs> what a perfect... Visual. <laughs> is there a maximum? He was in a, at a, certain... with a sketchbook for an hour. I, I, I think he was diagramming that thought. 
at a certain point, if you wait three days versus six days versus a month, right. this lady thinks it'll just grow and grow until your body <laughs> One of those is weird just... baboons with those like weird red butts that hang out. Yeah, she thinks your entire body will overflow with cum if you never masturbate. Like, like don't you see that happening to dogs? Mm-mm. Like dogs with huge ass nuts that aren't... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it just happened in uh, Van Wilder. <laughs> yeah, maybe just maybe I'm just thinking about a dog with huge nuts. Uh, or does semen like replenish after a day and then the, it plateaus after that? Now I'm no scientist, but I think <laughs> you answer every question like that <laughs> just to keep all of my answers safe. I but, asked you what the date was when you walked in, and I'm no scientist, <laughs> yeah. but I think it might be November fifth. But yeah. I'm no scientist. <laughs> that's wrong. That's not- <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's why wet dreams exist. What oh, is the, the wet yeah. dream? Like I, I have no explanation why the wet dream happens. Wow! Right. So a wet dream is when your body is so overloaded with semen, it's like yo. it tricks you. When it's like, let's wait till he falls asleep. Exactly. And, <laughs> exactly. Like like water coming out of a, a hole in a dam. Yes. It just it seeps out of your belly button or or your dick. Much what like do you mean? That? Or your <laughs> sorry? <laughs> do you know where it comes out of? <laughs> or like if if you so if you tourniquet your dick, it'll just leak out of your nose oh, when you're Jesus asleep. It's, an Christ, or- yeah. man. it's it called d- orifice replacement surgery. <laughs> I yeah. feel like it's a real issue that you don't know which which hole you come out of. Amir's very confused in the whole blowing your nose process. He thinks that it's an orgasm every single time. Uh, yeah, like when you sneeze, it's a little bit one-eighth of an orgasm. <laughs> that's actually a good a pretty good theory is like when you don't masturbate, you your body for a while. masturbates itself. <laughs> right, <laughs> your body. We were talking about how you just amazing sleep it masturbate. Yeah, this isn't a, I mean a wet dream. I guess you like I. I think I like hump my sheets in a when I'm having a wet dream. I wonder. That's another like, thing we talked about. Like how amazing would it be to see a time lapse of a guy tied up to his bed. <laughs> So arm, arm, leg. I want to set the start. I, I, you said that's another thing we talked about. <laughs> How amazing would it be? Okay, this is my <laughs> be a guy. I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> this is your fantasy. This is my fantasy. Finish it out. So this guy's tied to a this bed. This is another guy tied thing to a bed. You talked arm about to top right, other arm top left, leg bottom left, other leg bottom right. He's an X. Standard tie up. Right. He. We tell him not to masturbate for a month or two months. This is you and Jake. This, yes. I have nothing to do with this. I am extracting myself. Then he's naked. And then I want to see a time lapse of a wet dream where this guy is borderline possessed by a sexual demon. He's also been tied up for weeks. He'll get a boner and start ejaculating without touching anything. It's just his eyes rolling back into his head and his dick would get hard and start splooging everywhere it would have to happen right <laughs> what hey, do you want me to say to you right now you're freaking out. what would you what do you need He's us to say his to you coffee and you're wa- standing up i want you to say wow <laughs> i want you to i want you, the room he'd be splooging everywhere <laughs> i want you to say that that would be a very amazing thing to see a I guess sight I, to behold i'm no scientist but i buy a <laughs> ticket to the show I'd come. I'd come that one. You're not conducting the experiment. I'm down to be the guy, to be perfectly honest. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I would do it. So this is how it could work out. Amir will tie you to the bed. Mm -hmm. He will play the scientist, and I'll be the guy behind the window. And you're not a scientist. We've already established that I'm (laughs) no scientist. Okay. So in this, in the slight bit of research that we did, there, 
the main, I'd say 98% of the answers were about sperm because it's people looking to get pregnant. Can I masturbate and then impregnate my Boring. wife? I don't care about the science of it all. Right. Yeah. They, the they, fact they, of the matter is the the sperm accounts for a very small amount of the semen. Right. Yeah. And they said those We're sperm starts to replenish. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm sperm talking... starts to replenish like 19 minutes after you come. Yeah. Right. And it like after what it was like two or three days, you're back. Right. Your back sperm to, count. Back at 100 and you can't go higher than that. For sperm count, yeah, semen. It was it was a harder a harder Yahoo answer to get. I said, nobody nobody knew what the fuck they were talking. I mean, Yahoo answers. Nobody knows what they're talking about anyway. But that's half the joy. It, it seemed like nobody even cared about how much cum was coming out of their dick. Well, this is a, just from a Yahoo answers thread, which I can't stress is science fact. Uh, how long does it take for your testicles to fill with sperm? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. The best answer yep. was sperm takes several weeks to mature. And then another person said, it depends on the person. And then somebody else said, very, very little amount of the sperm leader-wise is ejaculated. And then one of the person, <laughs> which was my favorite, eight years ago commented, who the hell knows this shit? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Why did he he signed up for an account to comment that? Who who the hell does know this shit? That's it's the all only guess. real one. That's the only real one on the internet. Yeah, you gotta have a real scientist on this show, like a biologist that can talk to us about semen. This is a simple experiment that people. Wait, can Billy, do. are you a scientist? No, I I'm no scientist. <laughs> <laughs> What else are you know? Just scientists. Oh, you are everything else. else? I'm just no scientist. That's why I bring it up so much. Because people expect me to have all of the answers. I'm just no scientist. Uh, This is an experiment you can do at home. Uh, Well, I think we established that we're going to do it. Yeah, you are going to do it. Oh, I'm not talking about the time lapse wet dream thing. I'm talking about... Masturbating that's into a, a cup. Me that you're gonna. Have. Yeah, that's a different Indiegogo that I'm setting up. Got it. That's a video podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's a video podcast. I'm talking about masturbate once every six hours for a day. Right. Measure the volume. Okay. Masturbate once oh, every I twenty-four hours for I, a week. Like, and, oh, ma- and and you're measure like, the volume. Okay. Then masturbate every two days. Is it twice as much as every day? Is it four times as much I don't as know every if I want to be like hours? advising the kids who listen to our podcast to be like ejaculating into vials and <laughs> well, it, it, it doesn't days. have to be a vial. It could be a Mom measuring comes cup. Home, cleans the bedroom uh, <laughs> happily. Pat happily. I saw this ejaculate on Mom, your Mom, why desk. do you call me by my last name? <laughs> well, you know what, Mom, I am a scientist because this is me testing my hypothesis. This is That's me the in sci- each of these beakers. That's yeah. a tiny little bit of me and it's a tiny little bit of you, Mom. <laughs> if you think about it, it's half your DNA. So you're so making you're, this weird right now. Mom. You're the pervert. Where's your ejaculate, mom? <laughs> Here's what I think this guy could do because I, I see that he his girlfriend wants there to be like a lot of splooge, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's really a world where his girlfriend is like looking at her chest and being like, "Oh, it's a little sh- splooge short this week." You're a little, you're a little shy. Yeah, like just like. I wouldn't say that you didn't masturbate Did in the last. Did you masturbate three days ago? <laughs> right. <laughs> like you can, and there's no need to refuse the pro, the proposition because she's like, don't masturbate for an entire month and we'll see how good it is. I mean, can you imagine that? I that, think that, ex- just, that oil derrick explosion. If you're, uh, if you enjoyed this, will explode. if you can handle, <laughs> if you can handle a week, I think he's gonna, I think he's good. Just a week and you don't have to refuse the girlfriend. Just it's Abstain a lie. from masturbating for a week. It's a clear lie. That's well, what it is. What about the what about the bigger issue of this girl telling this guy not to masturbate? Isn't that a baddie? Yeah, but I think that's more like uh, we have lots of girls that write in and tell their boyfriends not to masturbate. I Why think that's that? a, some subtext of a lot of relationships. Is like let's not talk about it, but like I prefer if you were going to be sexual, be sexual with me. That but not even by yourself. 
I, yeah. Like, I don't I, think anybody weird. is that comfortable with the other person masturbating. Right. Like, I've never had a girlfriend that was like, oh, yeah, jerk off as much as you want. But, like, I would never, ever share my masturbating habits with my significant other and be like, am I masturbating too much? Should I <laughs> right. only be masturbating the pictures of you? That's just so private. Yeah, sometimes it helps to have those little secrets. Yeah, too. You know, definitely. That's like, just, when you're, and, like, when you're in a long-term relationship masturbating is the last secret you have right like that's that's the last moment of solitude food poisoning and made much more disgusting (laughs) visuals and and and, and, yeah it's it's your last little bit of corner of privacy right which is why i think it's okay to lie about masturbating like if it's something it's it's true she shouldn't care if he masturbates but it sounds like she cares about it being like a mutually good sexual experience for both of them yeah, what, like if you don't, it's not like she's. But why is it better for her? But what if it's a power well, move? Because what if it's a power move, and she just wants to see what she can limit him to, to do? Oh, so it's like don't do this thing. Not, yeah, just to see sacrifice. If she can actually just that's see. what she gets off on. Yeah, exactly. She masturbates to the thought of him not masturbating. <laughs> she's a cuckold. Yeah, she's just at home, like flicking there, her bean at the thought of him reading a mad magazine on a couch. <laughs> Doing the fold and fucking gets her off. Well, Mad Magazines can still be pretty sexy. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I used to jerk Alf- off to Mad Magazines. Yeah, the little space little. in between Alfred E. Newman's front teeth. Jesus. Just like imagine like titty fucking that. If you what? fold that back page just <laughs> right, you can see a nipple. <laughs> the fat fold in <laughs> is actually a yeah, dick. I think it's okay because she's not saying don't masturbate because you should only. I should be the only thing that makes you come. She's saying like don't masturbate so we can have like really intense sex yeah i think what she doesn't necessarily know is if he waited a month the intense sex would last two, two and seconds. a half seconds intense two seconds yeah right. so like let's i think this guy knows his body well enough to be like tempering it like okay we can make the sex very intense but i can also maybe have but i can have a little bit of a res- yeah. reserve i yeah. don't need to have like a full overflowing reservoir i don't need yeah, i don't need 30 days yeah can he just like masturbate every day and then take two days off probably right i'm curious what the difference between 30 and like call it four days off. right four probably days not i want to see i want to see the line graph That's the curve a, yeah. where does it plateau mm-hmm. also where to me sex and arrive? masturbating they're so they're so different than even if i was like masturbating every day for a month and then I got to have sex. It w- I would still feel like it was very intense. Yeah, yeah. That's especially what you... if you haven't had sex in a month. Yeah, a month. Like masturbating and sex are totally different to me. I could have sex and then go home and masturbate. And what did you once say? The masturbating is what to a meal. Like sex is a meal and masturbating is shitting. Oh yeah. That's how different they are. Gross. <laughs> that's not Gross. what I. That's not what I said though. I don't no, know. I said was. if 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 sex is a really good meal, what is masturbating? And then you said it's taking a crap. Was it? Did it? Because <laughs> it feels good. And it's something to do with food, oh. but it's not even like it's not snacking by yourself. It's I, like the fish fillet at McDonald's, where it's like, yeah, you ate it and it was fine, and it, I guess it filled you up for a second. But like ten minutes later, you're like, why did I do that? Oh, oh masturbating is way better than a fish fillet. Yeah, I've me. never gotten to fish fillet. That was the wrong example. <laughs> <laughs> that is the weird. You you really know a lot about someone if they if they've had the fish fillet. <laughs> That's true. Because it's not just it's not just getting a fillet of fish. It's re, it's preferring it right. to every. Oh, other I always thing. get the fillet of fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you want. You go to McDonald's and you want. Any label. Seafood. That trumps any label about that person. Any interesting quality about them suddenly goes out yeah, the window. I don't want a fried chicken oh. sandwich. I don't want a quarter pounder. If you like pounder. the filet of fish, I don't know if I've ever. I feel like if you like the filet of fish, you have to order it by yourself. How did you get you there? You can't like How go did you to, get to become that person. If all of us went to McDonald's and you're like, I got, I'll get a Big Mac. Like I'll get chicken nuggets. Like oh, I'll just get the filet of fish. <laughs> Everyone would be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you come with us to McDonald's? Yeah, get out of here, Greg. You wanted yeah. seafood? You wanted a cod? filet of fish is something you get alone in the drive What's in the batter? What's in your, what's in your filet of fish batter? 
<laughs> What's on the sandwich? Isn't it like a tartar sauce and a pickle? Yeah. I think that's like why people like it. That it, we, like, hey, you know what, dudes? After this, let's all go get filet fish nah, I think I'd be I'd be violently sick if I had fish. Okay. <laughs> We're going to tweet a picture, everybody. Have that's you a ever great seen, idea. Have you ever seen somebody order a filet fish I've never, I don't go, I haven't been to McDonald's in a long time, except when we went, kind of, during the Smile Time visit, and I oh. ate your fries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right. But no, but if you guys all want to get filet fishes after this, I'm down. You're, I'm on record right now as saying that Billy's throwing his hat in the ring. He would eat a filet fish <laughs> if you guys eat a filet fish. Have, have, have you ever had a filet fish Never in my life. Have you ever had a filet fish No. Have you ever had a McRib? No. Have you ever had a McRib? I had, well, I had one bite of a McRib. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten in my whole life. That's funny, because I love the McRib. It's so fucking Is McRib season? <laughs> Uh, Isn't no. that a seasonal treat? It is. It is a gourd. It is a squash. Let's go to McDonald's. We'll get a filet of fish. This episode's already going to be called filet of fish. <laughs> Seriously, we'll get one. We don't all have to eat. We'll each I'll take a bite, bite of a of filet of fish. fish. Okay. Will you take a bite? I'll take a bite out of. Oh, can you imagine? It eating seems like such a fun, good idea to me now. <laughs> so this, we are going to be in a drive-through of McDonald's eating a filet of fish in a bit. Two things. One, yes. I'm uh, in. Okay, okay, great. Two, I listened to your Halloween episode a few weeks ago. Yeah. And didn't you guys have a pre-Halloween and post-Halloween <laughs> exactly, bench yeah. to it? Oh, uh, we should do that with a filet I'm just fish. saying, now you're doing it with fish. <laughs> Whoa. Now you're doing it with battered McDonald's That fish. is not a bad idea. This is a new thing for podcasts. <laughs> you know who I know loves the filet fish, and oh. I don't mind throwing this person under the bus, but do you know who? No. Streeter. Streeter? Yeah. <laughs> Because he loves seafood. No. Yeah. And Streeter so he loves call, he food thinks, in general. He right. thinks filet fish is seafood. He would call it seafood. <laughs> I would. I call it seafood. It's a chicken sandwich. <laughs> it's, a <man. laughs> it's interesting, though, because Streeter likes... I feel like Streeter likes burgers more than seafood. Right. And yet here we are. Oh, I wow. bet he... Yeah. All right. filet fish <laughs> So what are we telling this person? I think uh, he can get, get away with... Get the fish <laughs> Get the filet fish I think he can get off with... Uh, <laughs> get off literally, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> uh, he can masturbate. You know, a week before he goes yes. home. And I, like this, because he's already said this time the sex was awesome. Like it'll do this from now on. White lies are perfectly fine sometimes. Yeah. And especially when they're semen white. Just a a, a liquid white lie. Have yeah. you guys ever um, used the word smoke show before? We have on the show. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's phrased by you guys. Okay, yeah, smoke show. <laughs> Sorry to not be familiar with your catalog. We actually took that. You should have. We told you to listen to every episode before you got here. I know. What is this, 183? Yeah. 115 plus Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we answer another masturbation question or should we like deviate from that and then come back to it later? My call? Yeah. Your call. Let's leave the masturbation arena and see what else is out there. Okay. And then we'll come back. So yeah, this one is about visit, see where masturbation. Promise. This promise. one's just about female masturbation. Then, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. This one has nothing to do with masturbating. Great. Uh, give this guy. Oh no! You know what? This guy gave himself a great name, and I'll say it at the end. Beautiful. This just—it's a dude. This just happened to me literally an hour ago. I was working at my job in retail, and a trio of girls walked by. For the moment being, I paid them no mind. A few minutes went by, and they came up to me and asked me uh, where something was. I told them and then went back to my work. A few more minutes go by, and they do the same thing, and I do the same. (laughs) The third time's the charm, as one of them came up and asked for my number. Dumbfounded, having never had this happen to me before, I panicked and gave her my number instead of a fake or just downright refusing her. Now here's my dilemma. This girl isn't particularly attractive, and to be honest, neither am I. (laughs) So I'm asking you dapper gentlemen whether or not I should bone this crone. I'm not sure this will ever happen to me again. I'm a virgin, and I'm 17 years old if that changes anything. Sincerely, Borf. (laughs) (laughs) That's gotta be his real name. name. Borf. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sincerely Borf. That may be the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Should we all go to McDonald's and order a Borf <laughs> a from the fil- secret menu? A filet Borf. <laughs> Isn't the filet fish on a patty, or a, sorry, on a bun that doesn't exist on any other sandwich? Oh, a like, unique I imagine it on like this a square bun. This is where bun. all of our questions will be answered <laughs> in like, time. What bun doesn't have any sesame seeds on it except for the filet fish bun? I choose to believe it's the lowest ranking bun, and they were like, put it with the lowest ranking sandwich meat. Filet-O-Fish. I'm so excited to have a Filet-O-Fish. Oh, I just pulled up a photo. There's a slice of American cheese on it. <laughs> what? On yes, the fish? It's... Who doesn't melt cheese on a fish? That's yeah. the Filet-O-Fish? McDonald's is hoping you only There's taste no... the cheese. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And look at this bun. The plainest bun you can possibly oh, have. It is so it's gross. almost Naya pure white. Seed. And this is like, that's the stock photo. That like effort went into making that right. look good. Like that's not the filet fish we're going to get. Yeah, this color is correct. In Glendale. <laughs> it is all tan. It's all tan everything. It's the same color from bun to meat and back. <laughs> it's funny that we just read another question, but are not even attempt. Like we're just still, we just knew it was time to answer another question, but we did not want to stop talking about filet fish Uh... If you're unattractive, do you become attracted to unattractive people? Mm. Unattractive, so relative. That's true. That's uh, you shouldn't label yourself that, and you shouldn't label someone else that. Because very nice. Five minutes of talking to someone of like real authentic conversation, they look completely different. Wow, that's a really good theory. Yeah, it's completely untrue, but that's really yeah. Like, what if they're a real dog? Yeah, like if they're actually (laughs) ugly. Yeah, really. I don't. But like real meaningful conversation, you're talking to a real meaningfully ugly person. Yeah, that's beautiful. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Because they have to be good conversationalists because they're so downright ugly. And if you close your eyes, everyone's beautiful. (laughs) Well, evolutionarily speaking, right? Like, don't you have to lower your standards to find a mate so you can procreate? Like, isn't there something hardwired into our monkey brains that would be like, yeah? Oh, I can't get with this. Like leader of the pack, so I'm like I set I'm my now, sights lower, right, and lower and lower and lower still. But I think there's always like you're always trying to get out of your league, but maybe there's just sort of like your base gets lower. Would like, you rather date someone who's so much more attractive than you that it's like a weird thing that yes. everyone's like, of 100%. course, look, well, yes. why is that guy with her? Yes, because yes. that's going to end. But the time that it's alive is going to be great, <laughs> beautiful, great. a shooting star. <laughs> and what's the other option? A Not? meaningful soulmate connection with somebody. Yeah, you, someone yeah, that you fuck see off like with that. that. Like somebody who gets you no, down the road. Off. That's down the road. Yeah, yeah. I'll retire then. And this and. This is 11 does she have a perfect ass yeah of course oh my goodness and i can see her naked whenever i want yeah yeah dude <laughs> yeah dude what is there there's another option i i guess it's yeah Kill finding, myself i hope uh so should this guy just go for it if or what would he yes of course he doesn't he's just judging her on physical appearance right now but if he already sees himself as unattractive then this person may very well uh make him feel attractive by being kind to him and showing him love. Oh. Roll the dice, dude. First of all, what's a crone? He said, bone this crone. I just don't know what a crone is. <laughs> Should it's I? probably a bad, an ugly person. Is it just a rhyme that he made up, though, or is crone like a real... What is crone possibly short for? Yeah, I'd like to know. Maybe Let's she has see. crone's Before disease. Before I weigh in too much. <laughs> uh, crone, an old woman who is... <laughs> An old woman who is thin and ugly. Rude. <laughs> she, has, she has to be old, thin, and ugly. Th- there's a word for three adjectives. <laughs> he really knew his vocabulary to describe this woman. You're, you're a crone. Like, no, 
I'm only old and ugly. Oh, <laughs> I'm very fat. It's, I'm thick. It's an old, it's like a character in folklore, you know, like the old spindly lady. Yeah, right. sure, Stregonona. That like curses somebody. Yeah. Right. Um, She'll so, often curse you thin and old. So, well, one, I don't think that he can necessarily have sex with this girl right away. Right, that's a bit she presumptuous. She gave him her number and for him to say, should I fuck this ugly girl? What she was saying was, meet me at Auntie Anne's. Let's yeah. get a pretzel. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. that, that sounds so much better than the filet fish we're going to have. Can we? Like, she's saying like, hey, do you want to get to know me? Do you want to date me? And it sounds like he's a virgin. He's, he has, doesn't, at very least doesn't have any experience with this with right. dating. So you might as well like see what's up. Right. Then I guess on the flip side is like, if you are a virgin and you want to have sex with someone, maybe he just should not text her and try to find somebody that he wants to fuck. Right. And it's also about experience. It sounds like this is the first time he's ever received a phone number. It's like, right. why not ride that wave for a second as opposed to shutting the door and then just saying, no, that wasn't the, the good enough for me. Yeah. It's like, keep the door open, see what oh, it yeah, is, and then you'll true. have that much more experience. Flirt and text and date and do all that stuff because right now, at le- the very least, the stakes are low. Exactly. You don't want to like get that number that you really don't want to fuck up and yep. then you're like, uh-oh, I don't know how to text or what to do. Totally. And you want to have comparative analysis for any single relationship. So it's like, if you have a bunch behind you, you've learned something inevitably, why you broke up, right. why you weren't happy in it whatever it is is if you just say no at the gate every time you're not going to get anything out of it have you do you have an example of saying yes or no to something that uh you can share with us in any way have you ever said begrudgingly yes because you're like oh maybe i'll like it um almost <clears throat> any single job i take in the comedy realm starts <laughs> off as a yes i'll do that and then a, the second i get on set and have to dress up like a wacky mad scientist or like a gift so you box, are a scientist <laughs> just pretty just in acting uh, yeah. i'm not a scientist um no, I guess that in like relationships, I find this is the thing that they teach you in comedy and improv and at UCB is to always say yes. The second you say no, you just shut off so much more opportunity and it just makes a much more you lose all of the periphery in your life. You know, you start just living a very like narrow minded life. Right. And I've kind of been raised with the say yes at first. And the second it starts feeling wrong, then allow yourself to say no. Oh. But if you say no out the gate, then you have no idea. There could have been so many interesting things behind that door, you know. So no, I don't That's have really a specific nice. example, but I would encourage everyone to um, be brave and say yes at first. I like that lifestyle. Be brave, say yes. That's yeah. kind of nice. I like the. I like the. I am brave. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the second it's bad. That's no, 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 no. I'm a coward. No, 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 I'm no. a coward. Yep, nope, nope, nope. Do you, that, that's what he should say to her face. She's like, do you want to go out sometime? And he should take a deep breath and go, I am brave. <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> I only date crones. <laughs> well, good luck, Borf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Speed to you. Let's take a quick break, thank a few other sponsors, and then we'll be right back with Billy. Great. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um no they do have a lot more than that it's uh right. it's a it's they have 24 7 award-winning customer support they have very simple drag and drop technology you can code you can design mm-hmm. a professional looking website without knowing much about how the internet works you can sell you can launch and sell product from squarespace yes. that's right you can even purchase a domain name through squarespace for example jake what can people purchase boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash. 
way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness, it's nah. a, It's an anti-movement, really. No, it's that's a non-movement that's movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement uh, seems like it should be. I'll have to check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's fitness, more of a fitness <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a fitness yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, and then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally subscribed <laughs> to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn. And I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most of it yours. Saving the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, Mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. And we're back. All right. Uh, Billy, what is it like being the commissioner and host of a fantasy football podcast? It is. um, At first, I didn't know what I was getting myself into because Mm -hmm. fantasy football is kind of fun on its own. You might not need to talk about it every single week on a podcast. Sure. But I will say that it has been a really fun and rewarding way to um, keep in touch with people you otherwise wouldn't. True. Um, It has been a really fun challenge for me to become a better host and to see what it takes to run an interesting podcast. Yeah. I think the worst podcasts are ones that aren't bad but boring. Wow. Where after a few minutes, you're like, I just want to turn this off. And so I realize you've been zoning out. Exactly. Where it's just a wash of sound after a while. So it's been a really fun and interesting test for me to try and find ways of keeping it energetic and successful. And it's been really rewarding. I really appreciate it. Thanks Thanks for letting me do it. Of course. I got back into fantasy this 
year to be on the podcast. And yeah. I was like, ooh, I'm, I'm going to take it easy. I'm not going to get as into it. But then I got entirely 100% into it. Addiction is real. <clears throat> uh, I'm in the league. Pat Castles is in the league. That's right. A bunch of other of our friends, George Basil, yep. you. Me. Uh, Who's in first place? Billy is. I am. Really? Yeah. Commit. Oh, wait, who has the most points? I do. <sighs> I'm yours I fourth. didn't say that. <laughs> and he's in fourth. <laughs> but that is the fantasy life that I lead. Yeah. Um, but I would encourage people to check it out. It's not, if, you're, if you're not into fantasy football, at times it may be a little over your head, but ultimately the people in the league are very captivating and interesting people, and they all make for a good listen. Yeah. So you'll find interesting things outside of football. But if you are a football fan... We do speak your language. Yes, it's total. It's it's a great like. It, these are friends, funny people talking about football and fantasy specifically. Right. Because so, we, we don't pretend to be experts no. in fantasy football. We are people who are enjoying it and talking about it with a little bit of insight. There are no experts. There are just people who play it a lot. That's right. And read Roto World. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you're totally right. I agree. And you're in the top 1% already. That's it. Yeah. So call me Kamish. <laughs> so if you know who Sharkandrick West is, I think you'd like the podcast. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and that's on the HeadGum Network, HeadGum.com. Yep. And oh, and on Twitter, uh, HeadGum FFL, right? Correct. Very nice. Check it out. Um, Have you ever been to Philadelphia? Yes. We're going to Philadelphia this week. When this podcast comes out on Monday, we'll be there on Wednesday. Nice. Have you guys been to Philadelphia? Uh, Yeah. I believe our first live show ever was in Philly. That's true. At um, LaSalle. LaSalle. University. Nice. We were so nervous. That was our first ever travel live show. show. Because I think we did one at um, that cupcake thing at, at... at, oh yeah, and down at some place in New York. Yeah, I forget where it was. Some place in the Lower East Side. Yeah. How big was that show at LaSalle? Do you remember? Like, just generally, is it as big as your oh, shows it was are now? Huge. Was it like a lot? Of I think people, it was like a, people came. It was like a college humor live show. I think John Mulaney was on it. It was an amazing. It was John Mulaney, Dan Levy, and Christian Finnegan, or <laughs> and sure. us, sure, and us. and and two twenty-four-year-olds that didn't know what they were doing. But I bet the crowd wanted to see you guys the most. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I did don't you guys? Have, was, did you guys go last? Uh, we did not headline. We Mulaney. Did, yeah. Yeah, Mulaney, held, Mulaney headlined. And man, he's... God, this shit's so funny. I know, it's but incredible. But like, that was the first that we like... Um, there were like people after the show that wanted our picture and that was like fucking crazy to us. That yeah. Was, yeah. It was great. It was Harvard Sound King just did a show at uh, University of South Carolina a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago or something. And when we were taking pictures with the kids afterwards, I saw a poster of both of you guys on the wall from when you guys had performed there. Oh, shit. And I sent it to Amir and he goes, huh, I didn't know we performed at University of South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> did you? You're, yeah, of course. Yeah. Go Cox. Cox. Uh, that was, we went Go to Cox. The, we went to the beach. It's near the beach, right? Uh, let's say, yeah. We uh, were there for a day. I got a Mustang. Remember that? That was that? It wasn't UNC Wilmington when you got a Mustang? Oh, shit. Was it UNC Wilmington? Never mind. I played against the <laughs> University of South Carolina um, in rugby about eight years ago, maybe 10 years ago. No, definitely more than that. Like probably 12 years ago. And um, th- two things. One, they still had the Confederate flag over the state capitol. Super weird to see. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't weird to anyone else except me. We've moved past that. And uh, secondly, <laughs> on the field, um, I got into a bit of a pushing match with this dude from University of uh, South Carolina, and he called me a Yankee. Wow. And he just said Yankee. Like, that was, like, going to hurt my feelings. And you were really proud of that fact. Who cares? Yankee? Well, that, well that's the best yeah. thing you could be. From a northern. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. We won the war. <laughs> you follow our lead. Yeah. Uh, so that's my that's University so of weird. South Carolina. You asked me about Philly, and I told you about University of South Carolina. <laughs> uh, uh, you played rugby? Where, what's for college? Yeah. I played rugby for three years, and then I transferred to be a music major. And they made me stop <laughs> doing rugby because I would break my fingers. What school? This was at Hofstra. 
You you were a college rugby player. Yeah. So I played a couple of years at this small school Towson in Maryland. Oh. And yeah, then yeah. I went to Hofstra um, when I, I started interning at SNL. So I had to move back to New York. And so then I went to Hofstra. It's funny because you are the strongest person I know right now. Right. And you're saying you were even bigger in college. Yeah. I weighed like 25 more pounds. And it was just muscle. How how much do you weigh now? 182. I was about 205. Jesus Christ. But it was like goon. I can't imagine more muscly. Have you ever seen that picture of that like muscly dog on the internet? It's like a a pit bull or something. It has like big muscles in weird places. It was like that kind of guy. Where where do you think you lost that 25 pounds? My shoulders. My shoulders literally (laughs) touched my ears. (laughs) You were always struggling. My mom has lots of pictures of that because she was fascinated. She's like, what is happening with my son right now? How did you do that? How did you gain 25? Because what were you like in high school? Were you closer to now or closer to now? Yeah, like probably 170. But we had seven meal days. So they would give us seven meals a day. We would have like practice (laughs) once or twice a day. And they would just try and pound us. And all of our meals were like, they'd be like always 40 grams of protein in every single meal. It'd be like cottage cheese, two eggs, a banana, and like some sort of sugary thing. And you'd have that like a 10, 1, 4, 7, 10, and 1 again. So and by the end of the day, we're just like fucking ready to throw up? No, because we were playing rugby for two hours and then working out for another two hours. So it was just like, oh by the end of it, I was just like a kind of like a maniac. You were, <laughs> you a, know? Machi- it was like, you were a machine. Like, yeah. Food is just gasoline for your body. It, it was all point. fuel. And then we'd play like, the Naval Academy. One time we played the Nation of Samoa in rugby. <laughs> so it's like you needed, you literally needed every pound. You were, you, were you the biggest guy on your team? No. I was, so I was the wing, which is like the fast guy on the team. So the, there was dudes on my team who were... 260 pounds, Jesus. 280 pounds. And then there's dudes, of course, on the other team who are that much weight. How tall are you? Six foot yeah. four? No, six feet. Really? Flat. I don't know why you just... I think because you're, you're the so second muscly. person who asked me you, if I'm six feet four. That's so great. My friend's girlfriend t- just asked so, me that. So Jake is taller than you, but because you're so fit, you just appear to be the perfect height, <laughs> six Jesus. foot four. I'll take it. So I should... Oh, dude, I want to fucking get jacked like that. <laughs> what is it? it? What did you say you ate? <laughs> so, an egg? Scooping, I'll eat an egg right now. I'll eat cheese. cheese into my mouth. Not working out at all. Doing a push-up. Dude, Billy, I'm 208. <laughs> I think I'm I think And it's I'm all in my now. ass, dude. <laughs> what happened? What's rugby? Wide leg jeans, everything changes. He's just eating filet of fish he's, nonstop. He's wearing a rugby shirt. Am I jacked, Amir? Oh, am I jacked? My heart hurts. <laughs> God, that's That was awesome. a good time in my life, though. That was really fun. Did that, you ever get injured? Um, yes. One time I thought I broke my arm, but I had just kind of displaced my elbow for a second, but it popped back in. <laughs> that was gnarly. Um, but the rugby team got into a fight with the football team once. Whoa. Which is totally like, if you've ever seen that video online where uh, it's like the Battle of Kruger, where it's just like the crocodiles fight the buffalo and then out of nowhere, like the mountain lions show up and it's just literally oh two massive groups of men faced off against one another because... Where? Just like in a field somewhere? On the street. It was the day after Halloween. On Halloween night. That's almost they, like... Uh, this must be the anniversary. This was... Oh, yeah. We're right around that time. Yeah. yeah. This was the, one of the scariest days of my life. I've had a couple of really scary days. This was one where I was like, this might... People might die here right now. It was oh. pretty wild. But someone threw a glass bottle across the street, just missed us. Huh? And my friend at the time who was on, at, playing rugby and very aggressive just charged that group and just started a fight, like a huge physical fight. And so I ran in to just try and start pulling guys off. And that's always the guy who gets blindsided. So oh, no. they broke my nose and gave me a concussion in one, one punch. So the next day, <laughs> I'm living at the rugby house and I'm just like comatose when all of a sudden we get a rap on our door and I can't go downstairs because I can barely like move my eyes left to right. And someone opens it up and then you just see him walk back up the stairs and he just looks in the, our bedroom and says, it's the football team. And it was 
on, dude. It was it was really seriously scary. And there was like weird racial things involved. So that's when you want to be 205 pounds in situations <laughs> Did you like, have to get out of bed to go down to the... I couldn't. Thing? So I was so... This was my second concussion in a very short amount of time. I couldn't, literally couldn't move my eyes left to right without vomiting. So the best I could do was look out my bedroom window at just like the growing number of pickup trucks that were parked illegally on our street that like did not care about traffic law right now. <laughs> it was so wild. So what ended up happening? Um, the two captains, poetically... <laughs> Met in the middle. They literally walked outside of their groups and met in the middle. They talked through every single thing. The football team had claimed that there was like racial epithets involved and all this kind of stuff. And I was kind of the pet on the team because it was, it was obvious that I was going to be the comedian. Like of all these really aggressive dudes, they kind of protected Billy. And when Billy got hit, they were just ready to, they wanted to fight anything in sight. And so long story short, it was you very peaceful. keep the story as long as you want. <laughs> so it was very peaceful. And that day ended like two weeks later though. I walked, uh, I was walking through campus. It was about a couple days after the fight that I could kind of get my eyes back together and walk through campus again. I saw the other dude who had did it to me. He was on the football team. He was wearing <gasps> football gear. And he had a black eye and he was missing teeth. And I hadn't been to practice, rugby practice for like a week. I go back to rugby practice the following week because I actually went home to New York. And when I came back, it turns out that they had jumped the kid at a bar and just teed off all over him. For, the for kid, you? For me. Yeah. It was and they didn't even wild. tell you? No, no one even. Because I went home to New York. And so as soon as I went to campus and I saw him, I was like, oh, this is weird. And we didn't like look at each other or anything. So did they feel, did you feel bad for that kid? Or were you like, yeah, no, that's I didn't, what you get? No, yeah. I was playing rugby at the time. It was very fight oriented. <laughs> Everything was like fight forward. <laughs> Wow. And so it was just like, yes, like my brothers have my back. This God, is awesome. We had the opposite college experience. <laughs> yeah. So when I was 19, I so weighed 104 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I made slideshows with my friends and nobody had very much more than slapped me ever, even as a joke. Well, then I transferred to the music department and suddenly I couldn't play rugby anymore because I would break my little fingers. That's what they said. So what, wait, what music did you play? I was a piano major. I was a creative writing and piano double major. And then you were just also getting into rugby. So will you play the piano? I can, I can, yeah. I could play it much better then. I can fake it now. Wow. Jesus, that's so funny. You're so muscly. (laughs) Exactly. I know. (laughs) This is Jake on a date. You're so jacked, dude. That's awesome. Can I tie you to a bed and see if you come in a month? (laughs) Man. Um, It's my friend Amir's idea, I swear. (laughs) I would, I would. I would feel bad if we didn't at least mention that we're also going to Muhlenberg College. Oh, so true. this week we're doing three shows, William. Let's hear it. Uh, Wednesday, no, Tuesday, Tuesday at Muhlenberg College. That's, where is that? That's, that's tomorrow. Also Philadelphia? When this episode comes out, that is tomorrow, right? At Muhlenberg College. And Very exciting. So this episode comes that's out. That's a hometown show for me, by the way. Hell yeah! Really? I didn't know you're from Allentown. Well, it's a homecoming show in a way because I went to college there. <laughs> nice. Well, you dropped out of college after eight months. We'll so talk about this <laughs> during the show. <laughs> so Monday, and I didn't drop out. I failed out. So Monday I the ninth. The accusation. <laughs> Monday they dropped the, me. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to come back. Right. Oh wait, this show at Muhlenberg is Tuesday the tenth. Next day we're at Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia. That show might be sold out. Might be not by the time this reaches. And if the you're airways. under eighteen, there's a loophole where you can get in if a twenty-five-year-old brings you in. Right. And, uh, and you can drink, then, yeah. right? If a 25-year-old yeah. brings you in, then 18-year-olds <laughs> you can drink. Uh, and if you're 21 and over, you're good to go. Uh, that show's Wednesday, 11 uh, 11. And then Thursday, our show in Brooklyn is sold out, but it's going to be a fun one. And you might release more tickets, I heard. Oh, nice. Also Keep your stuff. eye on that. I don't know if it's true. Where well, in Brooklyn? Uh, Williamsburg. That's what, the other homecoming what, what theater? show for me. It's called The Hall at MP. 
Is that the Music Hall of Williamsburg? It's not the Music Hall of Williamsburg. It's on Driggs instead of North Six. Okay. Somewhere. I don't know where. Oh, yeah. that's going to be great, you guys. Yeah. Go back to Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. oh the air is the best in Brooklyn. The that's... people are the most beautiful in Brooklyn. <laughs> know, Brooklyn dude. is great. I fucking love Brooklyn. <laughs> that's where our Holy podcast shit. started. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's true. 183 episodes ago, you yeah. guys did the same exact thing in Brooklyn. And now we're back. That's amazing. Uh, so hopefully we'll get to see people there. Awesome. Uh, as for this episode, do you have time to answer one last question? Perfect. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, we need a guy's name. Patrick Mayonnaise. Wow. <laughs> Patrick Happily and Patrick Mayonnaise. <laughs> the Patrick brothers. <laughs> Patty Mayonnaise's brother. My sister is 31 and engaged to her boyfriend of almost two years. I know she loves him, and I think he's a cool guy, too. They are both very religious, and I'm certain that they haven't had any sort of sexual interaction. They're saving themselves for marriage. Here's a lot the of cum r- stored up in that yeah. guy. <laughs> Here's the wrinkle. Yeah, can you imagine not masturbating for 31 years? That's another big water balloon. He's going to get a paper cut and just fucking like a spigot. <laughs> shoot the thing that comes is out. just like floating around your body. <laughs> it can come out your belly button, your eyelid. A slit in your finger. <laughs> Uh, here's the wrinkle. Your the other day, only exists to keep the cum in. <laughs> it's a water balloon of cum. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Here's the wrinkle. The other day, I played tennis with my brother-in-law to be. After the game in the clubhouse changing room, I saw his penis. The penis, <laughs> as yet unseen by my sister. Very bad news. A prox one inch limp. I can't imagine it being more than three inches hard. Size may not matter, but this is extreme. I want my sister to have a fulfilling marriage. I want to tell her so that she can drop this baby man. Should I love Patrick Mayonnaise? Yo, I think... Okay. Do you guys want to go first? I'm uh, feeling a little hostile. <laughs> yeah. I just, Billy uh, just punched Jake. <laughs> Fight forward. One quick Fight point forward. that I want to make is that I think no matter what you told your sister about the size of her husband-to-be's penis... She's not going to break up with him. Yeah, imagine. So, breaking like, you're up. not going to stop the marriage. Correct. So, you might as well not bring it up. That's but a very good place to start. There's other reasons not to say anything. And I'll let Amir or you take over. If you're feeling. Are, what you, are, you, feel, are you cooled down? Yeah, I'm cooled down. I think that that took the edge off of what I was going to say. Which is what? Um, every relationship will transcend sex at some point. Any meaningful, long lasting relationship will transcend sex um, for some. For, you know, over time. So it seems like a lot of these questions are always about like the jumpstart, the, the immediate, the sexual, like yeah. he has a small penis. This could, this might not work. Yeah. You know, or like she gave me her number in the mall. This, this, why would this work? <laughs> right. It's like, I think that like, <laughs> I need to store all my cum. <laughs> right. Like this is, this might not work. I think that you have to think about relationships from a real macro, take a step back point of view. Uh-huh. Which uh, is? When, when it's love, not lust. It's clearly this relationship has been love, not lust for the first two years that they haven't had sex yet. True. So if you... If you see something that you shouldn't have seen, if you had a small penis, a huge penis, you have to assume that there's much more to this relationship than that. That they've got it all figured out. There's a a huge chance that he already confided in his wife to be that his dick's really small. Right. But I would also mention that many people are growers, not showers, and... An inch-long penis very well could stretch to a six-inch-long penis. Okay, then. Like, he might be fine. <laughs> so, yeah. You knows? don't know enough because you saw, yeah. like... What if yeah, he was you're playing right. tennis? He saw his girlfriend's 
his sister's boyfriend's flaccid dick and he feels like he's got this duty all the information he right. has to suddenly bring this to her yeah it's not true necessarily yeah i don't know about one in six but perhaps this was a two-incher and that can grow to five you gotta think about it too like when you sometimes after you exercise your dick shrivels up a little bit and your nuts get really especially hard. if it's cold out yeah they're playing outdoor tennis and then surrounded by like if he's got a lot of pubic hair it might look small inside there uh-huh. you know like he didn't inspect the dick as much as he might like to think. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. And I wonder, he could have had nine inches of pubic hair and maybe a nine inch, 10 inch penis. Yeah. You know? Who knows? It's like, the question is, how long was the pubic hair? That's Let what I would ask, ask Patrick Mayne. There are times uh, that I would not want... Inches. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's a nine inch penis. <laughs> My advice would be to shave the pubic hair and he's got an anaconda in his pants. <laughs> Remove the thicket. <laughs> He's just seeing the part of the snake that's coming Unleashed out of the body. That's, what I was saying. that's just the one that's peeking out. Yeah. There's a whole body to that animal. It's an, it's an iceberg. You can't be like, that's a one-inch iceberg. No, it's a 20-inch iceberg. The majority of the iceberg is below water. Yeah. Like, I start measuring my dick from inside my body because that's where it technically starts. <laughs> right. Oh, smart. Yeah. Through my asshole. Yeah. And then out the other side, seven inches. I'm no scientist, but that sounds like a logical way of doing it. <laughs> Either way, I think we're all in agreement that this guy ha- is under no obligation to tell his sister no obligation I'm not sure, whatsoever yeah. at the very like you can there's a million reasons not to say anything but i, I think the real kernel of the inf- it, it does no good it Which won't is, affect his the intentions outcome. are honorable he wants to like correct he wants his sister to have a lot of orgasms. have it all and i love that about him i truly do but this does no good for anybody to say your husband to be has a small dick you're so it right makes everyone that. feel bad I think that's the best advice that I've heard on this topic so far. It doesn't know what I said. He might have a big dick. (laughs) That was fine too. But just think about the three parties in question right now. Tell me who comes out on top. Yeah, that's this information lose. The dude, the guy who's getting married, clearly gets hit. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. But like from two angles, because it's like, oh, my brother in law thinks I have a tiny dick and I can't please my wife. My wife thinks I have a small dick and I can't please like Totally. Then there's the I have a small dick, so that's then there's the sister who has this now burden of having to just like walk through why my husband having a small dick will be okay for me to her brother. So yeah. he's not, she's not coming down. Uh, right. Like sitting, seeing her brother at like in the wedding party, just like <laughs> standing next to her husband, shaking his head. If like, anybody has any objections, <laughs> I add one. Like this presumes. And he has one inch. <laughs> of Dean. Th- this Take presumes off the tuxedo. If they were to break up, if this couple were to break up because of what this kid said, this then presumes that every next guy she goes out with will have to show him yeah. his dick to see if it's okay for his sister. <laughs> At the very least. Yeah. You pass the dick test. Yeah, that's, a, that's complicated. I'd say hold on to that piece of one inch information. Uh, so <laughs> that th- tiny little bit. There you have it. Hold on to the information. Hold on to that. Uh, awesome. Thank you. And thanks, Billy, for coming on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? People will be listening to this. Aside from the Melissa Etheridge concert that you're going to? Yeah, I don't think it's sold out. So if you can get down to Morongo <laughs> by this Saturday, which is exactly negative two days from the day that this podcast comes out. Go um, back in time. You can go on YouTube and see some old videos by Harvard Sailing Team. Please go to the HeadGum Fantasy Football League, um, which is a part of this network. That would be great because... Um, we would really like for you to contribute. There might be an ep- a new episode either Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, right around this time when this comes out, there should be a look for a new HeadGum Fantasy Football League. 
And uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Billy Scafuri. Good luck spelling my last name. <laughs> it's not gonna happen, dude. <laughs> Try as you might. It's will you def- post on your Twitter one a picture of the fillet of fish that we're about to go get? I will. All and right. Two a picture of you at your beefiest when you were in college. Yes, I'll need my mom to mail me that picture. All right, great. Yes, she can't take a photo of the photo. You have to have her mail it. It's not like that. I don't know. Her phone still has snake. <laughs> her phone still has snake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not even snake too. No, no. Just- <laughs> The snake can only grow to about three quarters of an inch. It's really tough. Should you tell your dad about that? Um, his phone also has snake. <laughs> All right, then. He's still rocking the road. Very right? well. Right. Uh, awesome. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you yourself have your own theme song or your own question or your own Facebook thumbnail submission, that email for everything is if I were you show at gmail.com. The opening theme song. Once again, was written by Matt Bogdanow. And this closing theme song was written by Amelia. Amelia with a Say a Little Prayer parody. Hopefully we'll see you in either Muhlenberg, Philadelphia, or New York. And if not, we'll see you next week on the internet. Later, everybody. Peace. See ya. That was a HeadGum Podcast.